Came on, grab the Nats sticks in the middle. Welcome to a special edition of Straight Off the Pipe. This time, the Maple Leafs post-post show edition. Uh, the temperature in Edmonton is minus 97 with the wind chill, and the Oilers were minus 97 in Toronto tonight. On my right wing, I've got uh, Mike, the mega thread Dursa, my co-host as always. And uh, on left wing, I'm pleasured to say we've got the heavy hockey head honcho, Michael Hubert here. Boys, we uh, had something familiar tonight. Uh, the Oilers fall 3-2 to the Leafs. They fall 2-0-3-2 on the road trip. Uh, they've won two of their last 13. We've given up the first goal in 24 of 34. We've also given up that same tally in 21 of 20, the last 25. The PK failed again. The power play was over. We got out hit. We got out spaced off, out face offed. We got outshot. We got outworked in the board battles. And yet, despite all that, it kind of felt like the Oilers deserved to win that game. What do you think, Ders? That was a, actually a pretty pretty good effort tonight. Um, I think, you know, they bring that kind of game night in, night out, and they're going to be okay. Um, you know, Mike Smith still looks a little bit rusty from the, from the layoff to me, but uh, – yeah, he was he wasn't bad. I just think the goalie at the yeah. other end was a little bit better, and uh, really that I think that was the difference of the game. They they did play a you know a, a better hockey game, and the, the, that to me was a bit of an encouraging sign. You know, it, you kind of go into that no McDavid, you know, no Barry, no Nuge, and uh, Derek Ryan. I guess deserves a mention as well. And so your lineup is is kind of all over the place, you know, new, new guys playing together and all that. I, I liked what I saw early on from McLeod and Hyman and Puyarvi. And, you know, the Perlini gets his game a month and he gets on the on the scoreboard there early to get get them back in the game. And um, you know, they take a lead again. Once again, they kind of give it up and and late uh you know, 10 minutes to go in the third. There's another power play goal behind the net. I didn't like the first goal really from Smith or, or the third goal, but, uh, you know, the bulk of the game, I thought he played pretty well. And it gave him a chance. Uh, just didn't happen. So now you've got a, some days off here and a, a schedule that's going to be all wonky for a while. So a lot of time to think about, you know, the, the last stretch, which I don't know if is a good thing, but uh, at least they can – come home after a game that they dropped and, and know that, you know, if they bring that game when they have McDavid, I think they're going to be all right. It's just a matter of uh, bringing that game again. Yeah. It would have been nice to get a win in that last game, just to take that conference into a little bit of time off as a has supposed to going home and losing sleep. Um, no doubt about it. And I like what you said about the goaltending. I thought on both sides, it was uh, pretty decent tonight for sure. Uh, Campbell was better, but there was uh, times that I thought Smith really calmed things down. You know, it, it sure is nice to see him when he controls the puck behind the net and, and you can see the confidence in the team when he does it. Um, you know, he, he made some nice saves towards the end of the game that kind of kept them in it until they weren't in it. Um, and I thought the rebound control was really good on both goalies. That was something I really noticed tonight about Smith versus the last goalies was, uh, was the really the control of the rebounds. Um, what did you see tonight, Michael? Well, I mean, you know, everybody's obviously been complaining about Tippett, but I think this is the first game where he played Barry the right amount of minutes. Uh, and so, you know, you can't say anything <laughs> bad uh, in that regard. 
Um, no, you know, look, I mean, the, the teams without uh, McDavid and without uh, Nugent Hopkins, uh, two big players. That's, you know, those are two very important guys on the, on the power play. We actually got a full two minutes this time which was nice. I thought, I thought they played well. I mean, you know, look, I mean, we could use that. We could use some puck luck. There's no doubt there. I think uh, I I read a tweet by Gregor that said Smith needs to be a little bit more positionally aware. I think that's, you know, nitpicking at this point. I mean, that's, he did look a little scrambly though. He did, but you know what? I mean, he settled in. Yeah. I, yeah. And a part of me thinks that's, Gregor responding to everybody calling out the media for picking on Koskinen and not Smith, right? So anyway, either way, you know what? That's just it's just bad luck. Um the second the second goal by Toronto, I mean, granted it um, you know, again, it's a shot off off of some people, but those are the kind of goals we need to get, you know, the kind where people are driving to the net and um I thought I thought guys stepped up tonight. Perlini, you know, when he had the chance, he he played well. Uh, you know, um, Cassian wasn't even terrible tonight. Uh, I thought he played all right. Um, Bouchard, though, I mean, that guy is a hoss. Like, you know, give him extra minutes. And other than, and I, you know, some people complain about that penalty. I think is what it is. He accidentally get a stick in between the legs. It was a good, I mean, it was a call. It was a penalty. There's no doubt there, but I thought Bouchard played a hell of a game. Good to see him out there in the yep. final. In fact, he was, um, he was the uh, coordinator on the back end in the final minutes. Uh, and uh, he should have kept it instead of giving it back to dry because um, we might, we might've been able to tie it up. Yeah, he did. He QB'd that last uh, that last minute, and and that was a decent decision by Tippett. Uh, you'd mentioned that you know Barry playing the right amount of minutes tonight was another good decision by Tippett. Uh, but when I look at the balance sheet, Turris on the power play confuses me. Um, Cassian on the power play confused me. Uh, See how many Turris man out? How many minutes Turris had compared to Puliarvi? He played no. 30 seconds less than Pugliarvi tonight. Well, and why uh, was Cassian I, out instead of JP at the end of the game? Yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, I, you know, I mean, there's just, there is some, you know, it's, as much as, I, and I don't want to pick on Tippett because we've, you know, everybody, we've done that enough lately, but, but damn it, you know, I mean, I think he overplayed dry side a little bit tonight too, to be fair. Like, the, you know, I get it. You don't have McDavid, you don't have Nuge, but, the guy can't do everything. Like, give him a little bit of a break, maybe on the PK or something. Like, he had him out there in every situation. You know, yeah, you don't play really McDavid in every situation. He had him out there for every draw. <laughs> yeah, like half of them. He commented in post game and said, "You know, that's that's what happens when you don't have McDavid and Ryan in your lineup." And and I understand that the guy's desperate for a win and and he's going to lean on his best player. Um. Yeah. You know, there's a few guarantees in life, boys. Um, you know, the sun sets in the West and death and taxes and the others give up the first goal. Um, you know, Smitty's done it in three of five games now. Um, Skinner did it in seven and nine. Koskinen's done it in 14 of 20. Are we ready to give up blaming the goalies? 
Not that I want to. Not not that I want to jump in front of a, a moving train for Mike Smith, but and you're going to hate this dash. But uh, at the tail end of the first shift of the game, Jesse Pugliarvi was springing on a breakaway by Duncan Keith, and he didn't cash. So he did have a chance at least tonight to open the scoring, but we didn't. Yeah, Keith wasn't terrible tonight, and he was at least on the plus side of the game. And you know, he's making those stretch passes end to end hasn't been his you know, downfall, his downfall's been other things, but, you know, yeah. let's leave the Keith conversation somewhere else, I think. The only, other thing think I, it... the only other thing I really saw that he did well in the first period was uh, shortly after that, there was a shot from the point, and uh, Big Simmons was standing in the paint and could have tipped it in, and, and Keith did do a good job of tying up a stick there, but after that, I started focusing on everything else. I just needed a, a little bit to say to you. Well, yeah, yeah, no, you just, that's good. You just struck me on something too. Like I'd, I'd like your opinion on not only what you thought Tippett did tonight and if you thought he, you know, could have changed anything or done a decent job, but you know, you also talked about going to the net and uh, you know, I was honored to be on Michael's show last night and we talked a little bit about the Oilers ability to go to the net and, and their frequency going to the net. And Michael's been tracking actually how many minutes in between there's actual physical contact with the goalie i know they came close tonight did you guys see any bumps or you know have we have we decided we need to go to the net yet nothing substantial nothing the substantial thing, the only thing that i picked up on was brendan perlini going to yeah. the net once hard and that was it yeah and that's the one time in how many games i don't remember the last time we actually drove the net with some sort of authority yeah hey uh there are a couple of comments just uh one i think Ash, you got to hear uh, this is from Shannon on Facebook says, Dash, are you yeah. trying to disguise yourself thinking I wouldn't know you? Can't hide from your number one fan, bud. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and our buddy, it's Josh. cold out here, man. I know it <laughs> rains and out east and, you know, you guys get this uh, once a year, but it's been minus 97 for three weeks now. That's right. We got the Nova Scotia crew. One's on uh, on YouTube. That's uh, Josh is, is listening in on YouTube tonight. Thanks, Josh. Says Dryside will play 24 minutes exactly. Uh, and then uh, one last comment. Dry um, and Nurse had the exact same amount I, of ice. Time. I can't believe I haven't said anything yet, but that's a, a beauty jersey there, uh, Dursa. It's a lot like wearing my college jacket. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of sweet. <laughs> no, nice jersey like that. Missed that game, I tell you. No fans in the stands and no Oilers Live Cup yet. Didn't anyway, that, yeah. didn't that take the sales out of a game a little bit too? Like they played a pretty good hockey game, but it's kind of so sad that there that there's nothing there to to feed off of that. Like I don't know, this is this whole thing is getting tiresome for me. I, I don't know where you guys are at, but it's tough. Is uh, is there a quick answer, Durs? Like what what do we do? We need to put a plan in place, right? So what's what's the first thing that happens? I said last night that. If I was um, GM Dash, it, it would first thing I would do is send Koskinen down to the minors and call up Stuart Skinner and ride him. I think you need to know what you have in that goaltender before you can make any intelligent decisions about your goaltending moving forward. Um, that's the first step for me. I don't know how you fix the five-on-five five play. I don't know how you fix the the effort and and you know if it's culture. My God, then we've been talking about this for way too long, but. I'm really interested. I, I was kind of wanting to go through this with you, buddy. What What do you think? So I liked what I saw tonight. 
I, I really did. I, I I think Mike Smith is going to need probably a 10-game stretch to be see if we've got Mike Smith of old or, you know, I, I think it's it's unfair to have a guy sit out the amount of time he did, bring him in and think he's just going to bippity-boppity-boo everything. I think that's unrealistic. And, you know, I don't think you can rely on Miko to split duty – I think Skinner, you probably can. It's almost like you ha- you want to give Smith games to to get him to get his game back, but if he gets hurt again, then you know. So I don't know. The I only, don't know. The only Sorry, thing I, that scares me out of that is uh, is running Smith for ten straight games. I mean, he can't even go three straight no, it, games. At yeah, this no, point no. Time, I, you know, and I and I don't mean that. I just mean I think it's going to take him about a ten game period before he either is in that groove where he is Mike Smith of last year that plays pretty good. Yeah. Or, or if you're into this, you know, flip a coin and don't know what you're going to get kind of goaltending. I don't um, even mind a 50, 50 split for the rest of the year or something like that, you know, but we need to know what we have in Skinner and we'll find out down the stretch. Cause we put in ourselves a situation here where we're going to have to fight now towards the end of the season to make sure that we're still in a playoff spot. You but got you know, uh, like, it or, like it or not. You got Ross on Facebook says Skinner, I don't think is the answer yet. Uh, but yeah. Jesus, I, I mean, he sounds like a religious guy. Can it be any worse? So, <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. I, you know, we said that last night too, or we're not confident Skinner's the guy, but we're not going to know unless we try and find out. Skinner hasn't, you know, he's given them quality starts on most nights. He, he hasn't given up a lot of bad goals, and, and that's the Achilles heel right now. Are the bad goals, you know, the first goal on Smith, it's not a great goal. And, you know, it, it banks in off his skate. A little unlucky, but not a good goal. I wouldn't call that a good goal. You get rid of that and, and you're in overtime and you're collecting points and maybe a win, you know, and it's, and it's stuff like that that they just, they're not scoring enough to, to compensate for bad goals. So you say I, that Skinner didn't have any, you know, bad goals this year and that he's played well. And I would uh, absolutely agree with you. Yet when he's starting, they've still given up the first goal in seven of nine. How do they put that to bed? Well, yeah, they wake up for games against teams like Buffalo and Detroit because those are the games <laughs> where, where he got kind yeah. of victimized with. I mean, some of that was on him, too, but it just, yeah, I, I don't know, like. I, I like the start tonight. I like the potential of the start in the last game. You know, you you did you you must have heard me or Stoffer say start McDavid. You did that, and then Koskinen plays the puck into the fifteenth row, right off the hop, and you're and you're killing a penalty. You know, you you can't be killing a penalty in the first five minutes of a hockey game when you're in this kind of mess. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and we've given up the first goal in the first two minutes of the game six times. Uh, 13 out of 24, it's been in the first five minutes. Like 21 out of 20, no, 22 out of 24 times it's been in the first period. Yeah. Like we're not even getting to the second period, man. And and here's the thing is when we get the first goal, we're 10 0 1. When we get to the first period and we're behind, to the end of the first period and we're behind, we haven't won a game yet. I'm at a point one now. One game where we've been behind after the first that we've won. It's a guaranteed I'm a, lose. I'm at a point now where it's almost irrelevant, though. <laughs> like you should be getting pretty good at it by now. You, 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 you know, you should be used to that position. There's still, there's still 55 minutes or 50 minutes of hockey left to play. You anyway, know, we came back. 
we came back tonight and then took yeah. the lead. Yeah. Right? We just couldn't hold them off oh, for we, one minute in the final period. Or yeah, well, we period. did that. We did that in New York a couple times too, but like yeah. we're just developing another bad habit, not right. being able to hold leads. Right. You know, this is the third period before. Now it's the second period. Honestly, I think it rattles the fans more than it does the players. Well, it, 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 that's probably true, you know, and, and you listen to Tippett's um, post-game comments and he said, you know, the, the fans are all up in arms and, and everybody's upset. But in our room, we, we know we're working hard and we're, we know that we're, things are going to come to us. And, you know, speaking of post-game comments, I don't know if you guys caught dry sidles uh, yeah. after the game, uh, yeah. but he was asked directly about Tippett and yeah. uh, whether yeah. he thought Tippett had lost the room. And, uh, I got to paraphrase a little bit. I, I was writing it down as I was kind of moving, but um, he said, we haven't emphatically, I must say, we haven't let down anyone. We haven't let down us. We haven't let down our team. We haven't let down our goalies. We haven't let down anyone. So yeah. they haven't let down their coach. They, they haven't, the team hasn't been, the coach hasn't lost the team according to dry. Um, what did you think when you heard that Durs? I believe he actually said, like lost instead of you know instead of let down too so my bad yeah know, I, I noticed yeah, that after I yeah and that's yeah. and that's important because you, you you know people are throwing it out that thank coach you has lost yeah. the room and him saying he hasn't lost us and in the goal you know and, and our goalies haven't yeah. lost us it's I, I i appreciate that i appreciate that and you know with the effort tonight it kind of backs up the words so that you know it becomes valid if if you're gonna say that but you don't have any effort on the ice then you know they're not they're not taking for me they're they're actually handling this streak better than i think a lot of athletes would because you don't see a lot of undisciplined play like there's hardly any you don't you don't you don't see them really angry about it they're just they're just trying to get out of it you know and yeah. and that's a different approach i i i would appreciate anger and frustration and and you know just dropping the gloves just cuz but you know they're trying to get out of it and and tonight they 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 tried and really they just the other goalie made that extra save and our goalie didn't and and that's it and i i'm not trying to throw smith under the bus i thought he played a pretty good game it just you know they got that one extra save what'd you guys yeah, think I of the defense tonight agreed. like i mean we we uh i thought Legison played a hell of a game right Cuckoo was awful. Cuckoo was Again. awful. Yeah. Legison, I thought, played well. I mean, you know, I joked about it, but is this, I mean, is this team better not having Barry or playing him less minutes than Tippett's playing him? Right. I mean, that's the, um, because you, you put Bouchard, like we, we saw him Q, QB that final, you know, those final couple minutes tonight. We saw him almost pull a McDavid and go through, you know, two or three uh, Leafs players tonight. Uh, and, yeah. and, and I don't, you know, I watch him play. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he, like, he kind of stick handles, like, like he's got a block of wood in his hands, but he seems to manage to do it anyway. It's the long stick, but he does it. And, uh, you know, he's getting the puck to the net. He's doing all the things, right. There's a reason he's got so many points this year and he's not playing the key minutes that Barry's playing. So, you know, but what's going to happen next when Barry's back? 
right? I mean, Barry's just the next version of Marc-Andre Bergeron, oh, is he not? man, please. He's just a <laughs> no, I mean, I agree with you. I just don't bring up the Power name. play specialist. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, can take us all back. But, oh, you know, let, let me drop the gloves here a little bit, you guys. Let me ask a bit of a tough question. I, you know, I'll start with Durst, but I'd, I'd like to get your opinion on this too, Michael. You know, we, we get blind, blinded a little bit at the beginning of the year with you know, McDavid and Dreisaitl's names continually being mentioned with Gretzky and Lemieux and, and the good old days and, and, you know, putting up these record points to the point where we thought these guys were, you know, almost invincible because Connor was minus three when he scored two goals the other night. Dreisaitl was minus two on his own tonight. Is it time to start putting some blame on 97 and 29? I I'll take this first. I struggle with this because you know I mean uh, we you know we talk about the toxicity of the fans all the time, and I think they're you know especially right now they're dealing with a lot. When this team's doing well, I mean we don't you know yeah we they get all the credit. I guess when they're doing poorly, maybe they you know they should get some credit. I'll tell you that I my personally think um you know and. You got to, he's got to be better defensively, McDavid. So does Drysaddle, right? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I was thinking about this today and, and, um, and this, and this could be the thing, right? Like tonight, I thought the team played well. They played well without McDavid and without Nugent Hopkins. Uh, Mike, you, uh, Dursa, I think you talked about it before how well Tippett did with, you know, a band of misfits, uh, you know, a couple of years in, in Arizona, right? I mean, is it is it possible that you know Tippett just doesn't know how to manage a couple of really good players and and deal with them? Like, does he do maybe better with you know a, a little bit more of a balanced lineup? Right. I I mean, it's just a thought, and and um, and I, I mean, it speaks to nights like tonight. It it speaks to you know the inability to seemingly get McDavid to be the you know a really great sort of all around player, right? Like I think, you know, Crosby, for instance, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, played both ends of the ice as well or better than anybody, right? You know, and and if you know, there's guys in this league that, you know, you don't expect them to be good defensively that, you know, do reasonably well. But I don't think McDavid and Drysettle are Drysettle, I think, is it has has his moments because of the his ability to you know, pick a puck out of the air. Um, but I, I just, McDavid's not great, right? Like, you know, when, yeah. when they're going down uh, three on three and McDavid's one of the guys there, I'm not, you know, I'm not as hopeful as I would be if it was somebody else. Look, Michael, yeah. both of these guys are lead by example type of leaders. And in my opinion, like I'm looking back at my game notes here and I even don't have to go too far back to go, I made a note on the Devils game that Dreisaitl was slow on the back check in overtime. He lost the key faceoff in overtime. 97 screened the goalie on the game-winning goal. He was minus three with two goals. In the next game against the Islanders, McDavid looked tired or unenthused on both the Anders Lee and the overtime goal. If we need, If our best players need to lead by example, I'm not confident they're doing the best job of it they could lately. What do you think, Durs? Yes. 
kind of go on on what you were asking before because it's still in my head. Um, what I what what I saw tonight was a team that played a loose game, um, and I don't mean like you know casual, but they 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 you know they weren't squeezing their sticks. It was like the pressure had been lifted, you know, and and maybe Connor being out of that lineup tonight, you know. Instead of everybody deferring to him and waiting for him to do it all, they knew they had to do it themselves, and it totally changed the mindset. And it it had a it had a better flow to it, honestly. And once they got across the blue line, they were actually getting pucks on net. You know, it wasn't just a turnover at the blue line or a chip behind the net and then give up because that's good enough. We'll just go off, and and Connor will come out and he'll he'll do it for us. They played more of a team game tonight. And I'm not saying, you know, Connor's a selfish player, but everybody else had to step up. It was next man up tonight, you know, and I, I don't think the credit for that goes to Tippett. And I don't think the credit for that goes to Connor being, you know, on the shelf. I think that's just, you know, the nature of, of how they kind of been, you know, accustomed to in their own head that we got to give the puck to Connor and watch Connor play. A lot of times they don't play with them. You know, they're watching them play. And it's it's a it's a different game that way. And when it comes to like you know him defensively and Drysital defensively, McDavid at at times can look like Pavel Datsuk. You know he'll come back, he'll stick check a guy, but is that every time? And does he have the capacity to do that every time? I think he does. I think part of the problem is is we extend shifts with him and Drysital. You keep them out there longer, they're getting exposed later in the shift. I'd like to know when these goals are scored on their shift. You know, I don't think it's 30 seconds in or 45. I think it's when your shifts go beyond 45 seconds to that minute and, and beyond. Yeah. When you're gassed, you don't have the energy to get back. And, and I mean, I know that's the case in overtime. I know it. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reeves doesn't take the puck from Connor McDavid, you know, in his own end <laughs> ever, unless he's out of gas. He yeah, can I wheel or he can re- wheel around the whole Ranger team, let alone Ryan Reeves. Yeah, great right? points. Yeah, I, I agree. Those are great points. And I think that's a really interesting point when you talk about, um, you know, McDavid not being in the lineup and having to do the next man up mentality. And, you know, I told Josh and Michael on, on Michael's show last night that they're, they were crazy and out of their minds for kind of alluding to this exact same thing, really, because you guys mentioned that this might be exactly what the team needs. Um, I knew what you meant. It just sounded crazy coming out of your mouth to say that it's exactly what the team needs is to have McDavid not playing. Um, so, you know, joke taken. Um, but, but you were onto something and clearly Durst is here too. Um, you know, so does that then, you know, and, and guys, I just want to give credit where it's due and I want to give criticism where it's due. I'm just trying to be fair. I, I'm not trying to create any type of negativity and, and I don't know, I'm not even necessarily upset with Dreyer or, or McDavid. I just think it's fair to ask the question and, you know, Durst, where are you at on, on their leadership over the last, you know, 13 games? Has, have they done it enough? It's okay to say, yeah, I just, I'm curious what you think, man. I don't know if I can really answer that with anything that um, means anything because I'm not in that dressing room. You know, I don't know what you're they seeing say. the product on the ice. What do you see on the ice then? Is there body language issues? Is is there enough hustle? Is there enough back check? Look, you, you know, said Tippett likes to ride his horses. Is that is that the issue? You can take that out. If they're just always tired, then you know. I'm curious what you think. Uh, um, 
I don't know. You know, you hear you hear from the MSG crowd that, that in the game in New York, you know, the broadcast team there was saying they were slamming doors and banging sticks and just swearing mm-hmm. on the bench. Mm-hmm. But that didn't translate to the play on the ice. I didn't see the frustration on the ice in their game. Yeah, good point. And, and to me, like, if you're, if you're pissed off and you just can't stand this losing streak and whatever, it's not going to stay just on, on the bench, you know, or in the room. It's going to come on, come on the ice. And, That's and right. I'm not seeing that. So it's hard to answer your question, honestly, because I'm not in the dressing room. I don't know what the hell's being said in there, but I'm watching their play and, and I don't see a frustrated team, you know, with their play. There's not, like I say, there's not the undisciplined penalties. There's not scrums after every whistle. There's hardly any. I don't remember the last one, really. There isn't bone crunching checks, you know, from guys running around like Jordan Tutu. So I don't, I don't see like undisciplinedness. But you know, you know what think, else there isn't? I think there's, there's still no driving trying. to the net. There's right. no traffic. There's right. no aggression. There's like right, right, right. and that and that bothers me. And, and you know, I, but I, I, I'm not sure. Like McDavid and Drysaddle and and Nurse, you know, that's the core and and Nuge, but he's not here. That's really that's your core leaders. If you want to add Mike Smith to that, I, I I don't right now because he hasn't been around enough for me to really have a voice that you know translates to everybody else in that dressing room. But that's those right. guys, those guys are are your core. That's your leaders. But if any one of them you know is in the penalty box for being undisciplined, this team's screwed. So I kind of understand that on the ice product, but I. I don't know what goes on in that room. I don't know what Connor says. I don't know what Leon says. I don't know what Duncan Keith says. Everybody's saying, well, he's, he's, the, he's the vocal leader right now. He's taking over a leadership role. He's really stepped that up in the last few games. Okay, great. What does that mean on the ice? What does that mean on the ice? Losses. Well, you, you <laughs> can say. we paid for. Right. Yeah. You, can say, you can say whatever you want in the room, but you just you got to do yeah. it on the ice. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to be a good hockey player. So yeah. jo- Josh, uh, Josh asks, he says, were you guys happy with this game compared to the last 10 games? Or were you also happy compared to where these players from tonight need to be to, say, reach a conference final? Yes. No. <laughs> that, to me, you know, in this, what are we at? 11 game skid for Tippett, you know, Throw out the two wins uh, in that in that stretch, uh, you know, in our last whatever. Uh, what do we have? Thirteen games. Mm-hmm. To me, in the eleven game loss losses under Tippett tonight was the best effort as as a team. I'll yeah. say that. Does this yeah, team get to the conference final playing that way with Connor McDavid? I still don't think the goaltending is going to do it. But this team's not good enough right now. Like it doesn't matter how they play; they're just not good enough right now. They, I mean, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have the level of competition that we had early on. Um, you know, if we were playing the bottom, you know, the bottom 16 teams in the playoffs, which we're not, <laughs> then we'd be all right. I think we could go, we could go the distance because we're, you know, we're the best of the worst right now. Right. Who's, and who's uh, out for Toronto tonight? Yeah. Who are they missing? They weren't missing a lot. I mean, they had uh, they had Tavares, they had Nylander, they had Marner, they had Matthews, they had they Campbell, had the four, yeah. yeah, they had Brody, so, they had Riley, yeah, so they had little, everybody. It's a little bit of pie in the sky, but I mean, if you add Nuge and you add McDavid in there, um, 
No, it's a different game if the guys play the same. Right. I'm not not convinced they do. But if everybody else brings that same effort and you add uh, McDavid and and Nuge, I I think we'd probably get a power play goal tonight at least. And it's a bit of a different game. Yeah. I I I think you know, and and Josh hinted at this yesterday when he's you know he's coached some junior, you know, is that you know you roll the guys that are playing right in a game, and he said like you know what is it what kind of message does it send to the team if in overtime the guys that got you to overtime aren't you know given any opportunity to play right, and so you know they're not deferring to McDavid so much. They just know that whatever they do, everybody else is going to defer. Like the coaching staff is going to defer to McDavid, right? That's what's going to happen. So, you know, these guys aren't a part of the team. They're there to support McDavid and Dreisaitl and, and, how, they, and how they move the game, right? And so if they're not moving the game, then, you know, those guys, like that's the mentality that they've been provided in my mind. Right. And that's got to change nights like tonight where they got to go out there and prove that they, you know, they're NHL caliber players. A guy like Perlini drives to the net. Right. In the preseason, it's no surprise he's scoring because there's no McDavid playing preseason. Right. Like, you know, these guys, they step up. I thought Benson, you know, we could have seen him more tonight. We didn't get a chance to. Right. But, but Bouchard. Like I, I can't believe just how good Bouchard is. I thought McLeod had another good game. And too. McLeod too, other than the the pass on the open net. But but I mean, yeah, shit. You know, his first I mean, period. His first period, though, he was dangerous, and then like just not put out there in in, in big situations anymore. Like I, I don't get it. Um, Arvey, yeah, I, I hope the guy's hurt or something because there's no excuse for like get him some. Get him some time to get his, you know, get him that confidence going again. I, oh, he had a, he's got a wicked shot, doesn't he? Like yeah. <laughs> that, that shot. I mean, I, uh, man, like, I tell you. Cassian, you know, putting his head down and pounding his, uh, a clapper into the middle of Campbell that bought him overtime time. Is that, is that what did it? Cause I didn't see a lot from Zach either. You know, it's nice to see him out there again, but I didn't see a lot from yeah. him. No, he had a couple hits tonight. I'll give him that. Right? He you know, he tried to throw the body around. But I'm just I mean the the Zach Cassian whatever you want to call it, experiment or whichever, he's not the right guy, right? Like he's not you know, he's not a Ryan Reeves, right? Oh, no. Like, you know. No. I mean, I he doesn't even I think Cassian's problem if you ask me is that he still gets out there sometimes and thinks he's a player. <laughs> right you know what i mean like he thinks he's he's going to be you know playing with the sedines again or on connor mcdavid's wing right like he doesn't that's understand his contract that's but he doesn't understand his the role this team needs him for and i he's not know, a good checker though you can't why put him in that role when you're not a good his defensive iq isn't good he's not a good positional defensive he's, player yeah he's, he's not, honestly better for right. us in the in a, on a better on a top line because he's when he's on the ice five on five, our shot differential is off. Um, yeah, okay. well, I, I mean, then take him out totally because I, I'm okay with him yeah. thinking he can play offensively, but when there's a hit hit there to be made, make the hit, be a physical guy, you know, bring that too. you can be a power forward. There's nothing against it. 
They talk about Barry being a power play specialist. Maybe we should have Cassian as just like a first shift specialist. Like he just <laughs> puts all of his effort for the entire game into that first shift. And they he just play- clean, cleanly lays out five guys. Five. Let's see that. <laughs> That's better really, than being out. <laughs> all we really need is six of those a game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see some research on who's started you know, our starting lineups and, and kind of like what percentage of the players that have been on there. Cause you know, like you say, when you got that many goals that are in the first two minutes of the game and that many, and I think 15 of 24 were in the first five minutes, like that's nuts. You guys. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's mental partly. Right. I mean, that's, you know, you're waiting for the, you know, for it to drop and, and, uh, Hey, I mean, it, it just, this break is is so needed for this team. I, you know, well, I mean, yeah. look, we were after twenty one games, we were sixteen and five with a seven sixty one winning percentage. In the last thirteen since then, we've had a one thirty three winning percentage. Boys, like eh, that swing is like that's that's Wiley Coyote off the mountain with with the nothing but death below man it's a big big swing in a big big valley so we, we got a lot of work to get out of it and hopefully this time off will do that for us next stretch is, is gonna be weird like it's it just it man i i don't i don't know what's gonna go on here like to me they should be rescheduling the game that they missed on the 27th against the flames and do stuff like that like make up some games yeah like, how do they sit and sit and sit and then try to get like, they're going to be moving into, you know, it's like you're stepping onto the tracks when a, when a train's going to smash you, like other teams keep like all the American teams are going to keep going business as usual. And, and then what, you know, like, I don't know. Well, Tommy Gazzola said in the post game show that uh, the entire radio team and everybody that's in protocol has to stay in Toronto. They're not sending the, the medevac plane to get them home. So. They're all uh, they're stuck in Toronto, so you can't play Calgary when you're there. But is that like I don't even know how it works? Like where where are Jack Michaels and Thoffer right now? Because didn't they, uh, I think they went into COVID themselves in in Pittsburgh? And I mean, Stoffer's still doing his show every day, but um, uh, they know, might are they, be are, at a... are they in Toronto or they're in a hotel in Pittsburgh? What what? The... Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that, um, yeah, it depends on the state, but a lot of them will put them in a quarantine hotel for 10 days. So, and I think, and it's, that's quite I think it's five now. I think it's five now. Might be five. CDC, yeah. If you, but, yeah. 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 So we're at a point where we've got some time to work on it and see what we can do. Um, I don't know what your guys' prediction are. I guess we got Ottawa coming up in, uh, in a game and then, and then another bit of a break. Um, you know, we're probably getting close to coming up on the hour. Any, uh, any listener text in that we want to address there, Michael? Yeah, there's, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the usual boy, Shannon s- super, well, Shannon, he probably yeah. wants to agree with me on something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. He, um, he brings up uh, 97 and 29, just don't go in the trenches like wait and Smitty did. And, um, mm-hmm. And it's funny because I was uh, wondering if Smitty would uh, maybe sign a contract uh, with the Oilers, get a little bit of that grease in there. Um, yes, more points, sure. But as the two top players, they don't show the grit Wait and Smith had. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm right, boys. Uh, Epiphany, 
who uh, is on YouTube. A uh, lot of que- <laughs> a lot of comments here. Not none of them uh, very happy, but uh, I'll read them anyway. Uh, right now, I'm not even sure they're a good AHL team caliber. I mean, it's pretty bad. Uh, reminder: uh, This must have been when I was talking about Bouchard. Reminder: Bouchard took the tripping penalty in the third that Toronto pulled pulled ahead three to two with. It wasn't a clean sheet. And then, um, why, why stop at five if the goalie is out of the blue paint? Help him eat the glass or the ice and take him out too. Um, yeah, you know, I'm. That's Cassian on his first shift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's um, that's the one thing. Like, you know, this team needs some grit. You, know, you guys talked about it. We talked about it the other day. Culture, identity, whatever you want to call the brand of hockey. Like, you know, if you take a penalty, right? Like, you know, do slash, slash punch, take somebody with you, right? Stinky like, mitts. You yeah, know. you know, like, make people mad at you. I mean, I don't know who said it today in our group chat, but, you know, there's, it felt, you know, a little bit like everybody was having a happy game tonight, right? Like, there wasn't a lot of anything both ways. And the, and the Maple Leafs have too much skill on that team to be letting them just, you know, fly around without getting hit, right? Like hockey's hockey's a tough sport. Make it tough. You know, yeah. this is um, this team just doesn't uh, like. You know, you got you got guys that can uh, win some board battles like Yamo. I'm I'm always amazed at you know how he does does it, but he does it. But you don't have guys coming in and you know late into the scrum and knocking anybody down or guys driving to the net i mean the fact that we went two full games without even touching a goalie right is 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 gross in this league right there are guys there are guys that don't go through a whole shift without touching the goalie right like they you know every shift you know and our our least favorite guy uh matthew kachuk like if the goalie's holding on to the puck at the end of the whistle, he goes in there and gives them a little bit, you know, it's nothing big, but it's a little tap just enough to get everybody to punch him and, and shove him around. Right. And he draws, you know, as many penalties as McDavid, like, and it drives us nuts. Right. Yes, teams we're, are off their games. We're, we're too content after a goalie makes a save. To just we're to too content all the time. We're soft. Yeah. We're a the, soft the, team. We, we built a bottom six of good penalty killers and, and, I don't, I don't think you need to do that. I think you need a little bit of, you know, muddy players in that bottom six and, and Marcus Niemalainen to get healthy, to be on your back end. So at least you've got him and Nurse that can, you know, bring a little bit of pain. Bouchard doesn't really have that. You know, Cuckoo doesn't have that. Lagason doesn't have that. Keith has it a little bit. CeCe's a fairly big guy, but he doesn't really bring a lot of pain. Um, no. Need a little nasty. Yeah, I agree with you. Who's been our nastiest player? Connor McDavid, <laughs> right? Like he's, you know, and we don't want him to be our nastiest player because typically, if he's, you know, if he's the nasty guy, that's because nobody's been sticking up for him all night. Yamamoto, yeah. Yamamoto stuck up for him the other night. That's all that, yeah. that's all you and need. Truba laughed in his face. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, what you're saying, Michael, kind of alludes to exactly what Dursa was pointing out there. You know, if, if there's a motion on the bench, according to the New York broadcaster on the MSN team, and they're banging sticks and kicking, but you don't see that equated on the ice. And, you know, that's what he said, right? Like it's, 
and maybe again, maybe this all ties back to what I said about our leadership team, right? And you guys talked about the guys that are on the long-term contracts and the, the core of this team being McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nugent Nurse. And the first three names I said are quiet leaders. And the fourth guy can't afford to be in the penalty box. 100%. You know, and maybe that's an issue. So you, you load the bottom six with guys that are good at penalty killing and playing four on five, but it's still a big problem if they can't play five on five. Hockey's a five on five sport and, and our bottom six has been awful at it for a long time. Now, and now you're getting back to the part I didn't really want to get into because I think we beat it all to death, but I think that's an issue with Dave Tippett. I think he creates great special teams, yep. but the five on five play is a question yep. mark. Yeah, I can't argue that. That's fair. Part of it goes to roster construction too, but um, yep. look, I, you know what? I throw up every day when I'm listening to NHL radio. And they talk about other teams and, and, you know, they're playing a Sullivan brand of hockey. They're playing a, you know, a, a Boudreaux, Trot style of hockey. They're playing Sutter, you know, Sutter, whatever. When they talk about other teams, they talk about the coach and the brand of hockey. They don't, they don't do that in Edmonton. And now they are. They are now. I'll tell you that. Everybody's talking about it now. That was the whole intermission. When they right. signed Dave Tippett, what style of hockey were you expecting? I yeah, I mean everybody was worried about defensive hockey, and that and that goes to my yeah. point though that maybe he's just not, maybe he just doesn't know what to do with these guys, right? Maybe he doesn't know how to coach a McDavid and a and a Drysaddle, right? Like he he knows how to know? coach them on special teams. He's proved that, and he's proved yeah. in the past that he's a good special teams coach. So he's put that together. Yeah. Uh, he just hasn't figured out how to use those two players five on five, nor the rest yeah. of the team. Right. And you would think, you know, he's coming from Arizona and he brought, you know, them to be uh, a team that didn't really give up a lot. Um, if, if we were a team that didn't give up a lot, I think we might be in better shape. Most nights we're giving up more shots than we're getting. And, and we aren't like a defensive stalwart team you know uh so maybe i don't know i was thinking the other day i was almost thinking you know what if there was a mixture a little bit of craig craig mctavish kind of uh ingenuity when he got you know pronger and those guys that year to play a trap against detroit and go away from high flying high octane hockey that maybe we might be in a bit better shape but we we don't even have the high octane high flying hockey right now like a lot of nights, we're disorganized once we get across the blue line. So our offense is, is I don't know. Tonight, I, I thought it was better. But, you know, they weren't doing the cute little drop passes here and there. They were, they were going ahead. Um, and, and to me, it was better. They played a solid game tonight, I thought. Not good enough to win, though. No. Solid's, not, solid's not good enough right now. No. But they, I'll take, um, I'll but take they solid, though, game. when they've got a full lineup. And they never, you know what they, you know, and I said it last night, this is not their, it wasn't their game to win. They're not Toronto caliber right now, as much as we hate it, but they're not, that's or not, Ranger uh, or Ranger caliber. And you know yeah. what? I, I, I'll say this before we, uh, you know, do whatever we're going to do tonight. But, um, I think McDavid being out kind of gave, uh, Tippett more of a state of execution, kind of builds in an excuse for the for the loss not that they used it but uh you know what i mean like uh, you, you've got connor and you drop it i think it looks worse than not having it dropping him dropping it 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, what's wrong with Nuge, by the way? Do we know? I think I heard today it's not going to be quick. Like he's he's another three to four weeks. Yeah, like sure. it might be his shoulder again. Hmm. Which would suck. He's on IR, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah, a couple weeks. Well, they missed. Well, they, missed you... they missed him a lot on the power play. He controlled a lot of the yeah. a lot of what goes on on the power play. His little stall moves and that uh, really yeah. changes the dynamic on there. Um, you know, they miss Connor obviously for zone entries and that, but I think they really miss Nuge for the way he kind of controls things. Yeah, those so, little shifty moves. Yeah, yeah it gives the almost, defenseman time on the it, blue line too. It's almost like a little bit of Hemsky and weight in his game, how he kind of stalls and, and waits for things mm-hmm. to happen and makes the little plays here and there. He draws yeah. players towards him and gives his other guys space. Go back to 2D, have Bouchard and Barry in that. Like, Barry, you know, Barry's not a bad player. He's a power play specialist. I, I give him a hard time uh, because I think Bouchard should be out there, but I'd be all right with having the two of them out there. Whatever you do, yeah. take Turris off. Maybe try JP on that uh, left side there. Yeah, for sure. Well, gentlemen, uh, we've probably banged enough uh, off the crossbar for one episode of Straight Off the Pipe. I'm going to give Michael any last words if you want. Um, and then, of course, I'll let uh, Dursa close off as as he always does. Uh, but I wouldn't mind a couple minutes just in between. Yeah, I, you know, I don't have much to say that, you know, we haven't said or talked about, you know, I'm still, I'm firmly on this need to, as you guys know, I'm, I'm on this need to change up the coaching. I know Dreisaitl, you know, said they haven't quit on them yet, but they need something. And, uh, frankly, you know, 10 and one start doesn't mean a whole lot when you're, you know, 133, uh, win percentage after that. Right. And, um, and so we're, you know, we're, we're falling fast and the rest of the teams are catching up. And, and as soon as, um, this team's on the outside looking in, I mean, watch out. I mean, that's when it gets ugly, right? doesn't just get ugly on the ice, but it gets yeah. ugly off the ice. You got guys talking to their agents and asking what the hell's going on. Right. And, um, and I, you know, we don't need it to get there. Uh, something's got to be done. Uh, geez, you know, I had flashbacks of, um, the organization bringing coffee in for consulting on defense tonight. When I saw him up there with Holland, my biggest concern would be just something really, really stupid uh, in terms of uh, who to bring in if they do let go of, um, of Tippett. But um, Hey, you know, this uh, breaks well needed. Ottawa's well needed. Hopefully we get Connor back sooner than later. And uh, let's hope Nuge isn't hurt too poorly. It for me prediction versus ottawa michael uh, i think the edmonton i think the oilers will win a game here i think they'll score first and um they might score often uh, back to you durst but quick prediction yeah. uh let's say uh 5-1 edmonton 5-1 edmonton durst yeah. i'll come back to you for the close but quick prediction score it's that game monday Monday night, so we are Wednesday, so they get uh, almost a week between games. Yeah, um, Connor should be back in the lineup if this five-day thing is uh, holds true here. So um, I think that'll make a bit of a difference. And I think you know tonight being away from 
him caught might have taught them something about themselves that they're not you know they're not as bad as what the 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 skid kind of feels like you know um i think it was a valiant effort tonight so yeah I, um i mean ottawa at some point is going to break out of this uh and, and beat us but yeah maybe that isn't the night and and we do get another win um i'll say if i have to pick a score i'll go four to two all right, I'm going to say uh, statement game uh, seven two Oilers. Um, thanks for giving me a couple minutes before you close. Um, I just wanted to make uh, use this platform a little bit to make a big heavy hockey announcement. Um, I'd just like to congratulate Michael Hubert on being chosen for the extended uh, Olympic team and being uh, <laughs> on the long list for Team Canada. Go, Michael. You bet. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah. They're wasting, uh, you know, NHL is wasting Connor McDavid's prime years for team Canada, by the way, nobody ever talks about that shit. It's always the Oilers wasting his years. Nobody talks about the Olympics and team Canada. <laughs> he Baron Dubnik at the Olympics. You heard that's, it here first. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that's it for another edition of straight off the pipe. What do you got Durs? Well, you know, uh, it, it, there's been like a black cloud hanging hanging over here for a while, and I was kind of of the opinion that uh, all things being equal, tonight might have might have lifted that. And uh, you know, as, as shitty as COVID is, I think that tonight um, Connor being out of the lineup um, brought me down to earth a little bit because. Um, I don't think like I don't think after tonight Dave's gonna lose his job. I think he's gonna hang on to that for a little while longer. And um, seeing the play on the ice, I saw I saw a team um, that you know tried to win a hockey game. It didn't look like a team that had quit and given up. And I can take that, you know. And Mike Smith comes in and wasn't stellar. You know, he wasn't, he, he, he wasn't, uh, lights out by any stretch of the matter, but he was good. You know, he played a good game and the season that this has been, I'll take a good game from a goalie as something to build on. Um, you know, I, I think he can, he, he can start to find his game and round into form and I just hope he doesn't get hurt again. That's, that's a big if. And yeah, I agree with you. I would uh, get on the phone and get Skinner up. Uh, I think they wanted to give him a bunch of games here against Abbotsford uh, in the AHL there. There's a big series between the Condors and Abbotsford. So they wanted to get him lots of games there. But I, I, I would bring him back and figure out what you need to do with Miko or whatever you can do with Miko. And, you know, if you can't bring in that stud goalie that you know is going to win playoff games no matter what the team in front of them does then maybe you don't worry about that right now and you try to fill some other parts of your roster and and strengthen that um i i i don't know I, i'm still torn with Tippett. like i'd like to see the guy get another playoff series and see if he can win around before i make a ultimate decision in my head and but i was worried that wasn't going to happen I think if they bring the same kind of game like they did tonight and they have all their weapons, they'll be in good shape and they will be a playoff team. And who knows? Um, 
hopefully, hopefully, you know, in this time too, Holland might be able to do something to, you know, you, you guys were talking last night on, on Michael's show and Dash, you were talking about a basement where you've got all these problems. Well, when you got all these problems in a basement, the way to fix it is you fix it is you got to start somewhere. You got to patch one thing and then the next and then the next. You can't patch everything all at once. So you have to pick a starting spot and go from there. And you call Mike Dursa at Spirit River Flooring. <laughs> that, that, that's what, you know, Holland needs to do that. Tippett needs to do that. And the team needs to do that. It needs to be a collective effort. If, if that starts happening, then this, this season, you know, lots of people want to write off the season. Well, there's still lots of runway left in the season, but you, you have to start somewhere. You have to start patching the holes somewhere. And, you know, you, you can believe that that's never going to happen and whatever. You can choose to be pessimistic. I, I don't want to live that way um, myself. And, you know, for me, if the Edmonton Oilers don't make the playoffs, they're in the running for Shane Wright. <laughs> what, what could I do to control that? Nothing. So I, I don't lose tons of sleep over how they play. I just want to see them succeed because it's more fun. <sighs> I think that's pretty much everything in my head. Uh, thanks for coming on, Mr. Hebert. Dash, as always, Oil Country, we'll see you uh, in a few days. We are not going to go on this Sunday. We went tonight instead because I think uh, we wanted to. Well, you know, this, this, we, we could talk about tonight's game before. Strike we while that fire behind you is hot. <laughs> That's right. Um, so like we say all the time, keep your sticks on the ice. Keep reaching for the stars. And hopefully we're talking about a win after uh, the Sens. Good night, everybody. Check into YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Subscribe to the Heavy Hockey Network. And good night. Oilers go.